Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Episode 143 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I'm here with two-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What's going on, everyone? Rich may join us in a minute, uh, or hopefully soon, but we are joined today by the Mamba Insurance Co. And we're joined by three-fourths of them. <laughs> so we've got Rich, R.L. Wayne, Will, DMX God, and Daryl, Brother D. Gents, welcome back. We appreciate you jumping on with us. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure. Definitely appreciate being back. You know, we got Kobe's birthday, or we got Kobe Day coming up. You know, you, I know you guys have been doing your. It's it's is it twenty? It's twenty four days of Kobe's, right? Yeah, I I know with some of those countdowns, like yeah. for Air Max month, it's twenty six days of Air Max. But I always just do thirty because you know I've yep. got enough. I, why not just go all the way to thirty, right? So yeah, so there's some Kobe news that's come out. We've got some news about the Kobe line. We have our first Kobe retro coming back since we've got the, uh, well, not a retro technically because they haven't released this color, but we've got the first new Kobe model coming out since Vanessa Bryant has re-signed with Nike. So we've got some more new Kobe news. So we just figured we'd bring these guys back on, celebrate Mama Day and chop it up. So let's get into it. But first, yeah, first, we've, heard, first. we've heard... We can't skip Daryl's wares and pickups because apparently he has a bunch. So yeah, <laughs> and I don't know about everybody else, but I genuinely want to hear his pickups because the last time I was like, man, like I love those pickups. They weren't just like you know whatever just released recently. Like he had some hunts there too. Like he hunted a few pairs down. So I'm hoping to get something similar to that. So yeah, let's let's kick it off with Daryl's wares and pickups. So I just got back home. I was on a I was on a cruise for a while. So I, I just got home. So I had a quite a few uh packages waiting for me nothing crazy i don't think nothing crazy i'm i'm in year airships i got those oh nice i got the vermeros the white black that glow in the dark i got oh, those yeah, yeah 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 those are nice i got those jordan five lows that were dropped on sneakers app i can't pronounce the name it starts with a d i believe so they were, they were on sneakers app last week i got those i got the low top ones the black toe ones i got those yes nice pair. i got the crazy infinity got those. The new Kobe oh, yeah, model got those. Got the crazy eights that dropped this week. The black and white. I got a pair of crazy ones, uh, white and purple. Got a pair of James James Harden Adidas shoes. The Harden Seven. The new Trey Young. What else? Did I, I feel like there's more. Oh, I got the Curry, the unanimous MVP pack. Curry one and two. The pack got that. Jordan two lows. I'm sorry. The UNC. The Salehi Croc slides, the blue pair, I got those. Oh, nice. How do those fit, by the way? Did you try them on, or you, you haven't had true size? True to size. True to size? Okay. True to size, yep. Oh, I know on the regular Croc version, they, they run big, but on the, the slide, it runs true to size. Okay, yeah, that's what I was curious about, because I know I've heard the actual Crocs run super big, but I wasn't sure yep. about the slides. Okay. Yep. What else did I get? I got a pair of gray and white New Balance 990 V6s. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I got actually the, the old pickup I got is Lower Marion Fives. Uh, I got a pair. Okay. Of pair of those. I think that's it. I, I can't think of anything else. I think that, that makes <laughs> I think that's it. Where I just think that's it, though. 
the man was on a cruise for the last what was it the last week or something yeah last week yeah and he still, <laughs> he still managed to have what like 10 or 12 pickups i couldn't even yeah. i stopped counting <laughs> yeah. it came nicely to life. done i was gonna well, say you put our rich to shame yeah. <laughs> nicely done no a good good variety of pickups too like those uh, crazy infinities i thought those were super dope man those were nice yeah, they're nice they're really nice yeah great pickups carol um, thank you does anybody else want to share some pickups? I, I know, sorry, I know Will. I had I had a lot of fun watching your uh, unboxings for the Marvel Kith pairs, which was fun. You oh, I got to, yeah, that was that was a you super got cool. Too, <laughs> yeah, Cyclops. That was a super cool experience. Like I did with my son I, on live and everything. Like, and he was excited. Like for me opening the bags and everything. Like yeah. I told him to close his eyes and everything. And he did. Yeah. And my wife was in the background, like watching me opening them. So I did two orders, two separate ones. So I got the shock drop on like um, the Soul Savvy drop app and everything. So I did one order and then they said you could order two. But I was like, well, let me not chance it like and get canceled or anything like right, that. Right, so right. I did a second order, like not even like a minute later. So in between that time, when I looked at the order order numbers, like it jumped like 500. So wow. and then when I when I was looking at people like receiving their stuff, like they were getting doubles of stuff. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to get doubles of anything like like I was hoping like me and me and Rich and everything, he wanted the Cyclops and I told him I don't want anyone but Cyclops. Cyclops took Wolverine's girl and everything like that, like <laughs> Jean Grey and everything. No way. So I was going to give him Cyclops like yeah. if I got Cyclops, like I was just going to give it to him for free. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Get the way but- from me. Yeah, get it away from me. But I ended up getting the Beast, the Beast A6, and then I got the Wolverine. Good thing I did the two different, like, orders, so rather than put them both, like, two pairs in each order, so rather than... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, double. Off Soul Savage, somebody was selling, like, the Rogue pair. The Rogue was my third choice outside of, like, the 75 Wolverine, so I ended up getting that one for retail, too. So I got three out of the four that I wanted, so... Nice. You, you and I've just been wearing like all Kobe's the last sixteen days and everything like that. So, like, just a different one every day. You didn't want a uh, a Sean Go situation with that cat. <laughs> no, that was the most hilarious like unboxing I've ever I've ever. That was not. That was, that was crazy. Yeah, I, I love the I last one. Like, I love the last one. He's like, oh, okay, it can't be a Wolverine. I can feel that it's not whatever. And then he pulls it out. He opens his eyes. Like, oh shit. Like, that was awful. Like, what are the Sorry. odds, too, right? Like, I mean, I, I know it can happen, but, like, uh, just... And wasn't that the one he wanted to leave? Like, he just didn't want that one at all? And he That was the leave. only yeah. one, I think, yeah. he said of the pack he didn't want. Like, he was just yeah. not interested in that pair whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, Sean. It was it was it was quite entertaining the video. I, I feel bad that you got three of the Wolverine, but it was it was, it was a good laugh. Yeah, for sure. But he did end up getting the ones he wanted anyways. Yeah. So, but I mean, when you have a drop like that, you're going to expect, I guess, some sort of element of surprise, right? So you know what you're getting into when you took couples. But the thing I loved about Will's video the most was this guy's got a knife. He's like wielding this knife and trying to open the thing. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, please, Lord, don't do not let him slice his hand open. And then later he's like, oh, wait, there's like a rip part right here. And he's like... <laughs> So for those of you that haven't seen his video, I'm sure he's got it posted on his IG somewhere. I, 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 that's where I saw it. But he's like holding this kitchen knife. And he's like trying to open the bag with one hand or whatever. He's trying to keep mm-hmm. his son away at the same time. And then 
he finally gets open. Then he realizes that there's an actual like tear spot that he can just tear from. So, but no, that was a great video. Dope pickups too. But yeah, a great experience for you guys. But yeah, I mean, when this releases, it's going to be Mamba Day, which is 8, 824, so August 24th. So we have the honor of uh, having the Mamba Insurance Company guys join us again. And we're going to discuss some Kobe stuff. So we did put together a little kind of panel discussion episode. So so if you haven't heard the episodes previously, um, Will's got his own episode. I believe oh God. the Mamba Insurance guys have another episode together and then they have another i guess panelish type of episode where we're doing our road to 100 episodes as well yes. and a bunch of them are on too so glad to have them back but with mama day slowly approaching we just wanted to get some uh, thoughts on some kobe stuff so let's get right into it and just maybe kick it off with just like a general question about kobe so whoever wants to start you guys can kick it off what did kobe mean to you guys as a person role model and a basketball icon I think for me, uh, Kobe as a person was just like the embodiment of just hard work, resilience, and tenacity. And I think those are all qualities that I think a lot of people talk about that they have like, you know, hard work and mentality, you know, but he really, truly kind of brought that to the nth degree. So I think when I think of him as just like a person and a basketball player, like I just think fearless, tenacious, resilient. And for me, just because of all that he was able to accomplish for the game and then uh, all the stuff that he was able to do, even off the court, trying to inspire people, getting involved in, you know, girls basketball and things like that. I think, you know, overall, it just solidified him as, I think, like an iconic figure on and off the court. And yeah, he's just always been like a big inspiration for me. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you there for sure. I mean, like, it's crazy now because I feel like, obviously, with the tragic passing, like, all these news stories are coming up from players. Uh, You see videos of him in interviews and things like that. Like, people didn't really pay a lot of attention. I mean, unless you're like a huge Kobe person or you you, you followed him closely, there's so many snippets out now that have like these motivational pieces of advice from him or just stories of himself telling his story about, you know, his hard work and ethic, like you mentioned, Rich. And it's just amazing to see how it relates, right? Like to not even just basketball, like it's just everything, like whatever you do in life, like his words of advice, you know, speak volume. So it just sucks that all this stuff is coming out now, mainly because he's passed. And, but it's, it's still something that, you can look to and just be like, you know what? Like, that's right. Like a lot of the stuff that he talks about, if you fail, you just continue to, to keep working. If you want to be the best at something, then, you know, instead of putting an hour of work in, put in three hours of work and, you know, be better than everybody else. You want to be better than anybody else? You got to do the work to be better than anybody else. It's just not going to come to you, right? So it's amazing just how he's become that kind of role model, but he's not actually here with us now but uh will what are your thoughts on uh, on all that stuff in terms of like yeah Kobe? just echoing the same sentiments that um rich said in my classroom like i have kobe everything like and all the kids are like why do you like this man so much and i'm like right because he's like the embodiment of like hard work like if you put forth the f you're going to succeed and that's a big thing like i tell them every day like every different group that i have like i have different kids every year or I had the same kids, but they understand like what it takes to succeed in my room and everything like that. So 
definitely echoing the same sentiments. Um, and you're right about seeing all the quotes and everything, all the interviews that he's been doing. Like you, you see those a lot more. The coolest thing was Pau Gasol's um, Hall of Fame speech and everything. Like that was really cool to hear from him. Like it, it's almost like he was. It was almost like a little brother, like big brother type of deal. Um, and yeah. like Kobe took him under his wing. I guess he said a story like when Powell got traded and everything and he arrived at the hotel, Kobe's waiting for him and just said, hey, let's go get this championship. And right, right. Powell understood the mission and like everyone seemed to follow suit, like with what Kobe was trying to do for the most part. So that's what I have. Sure. Daryl, what about you? Just piggybacking on every what you know those two guys said, um, his sheer will to want to be the best, to self motivate, to inspire, you know, to have that drive and determination and that grit and that you know, that always having that hunger for more, no matter where he was at, always having a hunger to hunger for more to be better than he was the day before, you know, that's just like very great traits to have as a person. Um, so I think it rubbed off on his fans or people that watched him play. And I, I think people like me, you know, took that, take that into to their everyday life, you know, wanting to be better, finding things to motivate them and drive them to be their best, be their best self, show them, show up and be their best selves and uh, accomplish all their goals and, you know, set unrealistic goals and then chase them down and achieve them. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I mean, he was one of those guys that was just kind of like, if you want it, you go get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't let anything stop you from getting to your goal or achieving your goals. And, you know, that's simply what he said to pretty much everybody. And and like what Will was saying, too, like he said that to Pau Gasol, like, listen, let's go get this championship. Are you in or are you out? And Pau Gasol, he understood the assignment. He was like, I want this. And they worked together, they worked hard, and they got that championship together, which was a huge accomplishment. I know, you know, a lot of people thought once Shaq was gone, you know, will Kobe <laughs> ever win another ring? And he was like, he defied all those odds. And he just basically showed everybody that if you put in the work and you want something, you'll go get it. You'll do whatever it takes to get that. So I think, you know, a lot of the times too, or just when he had that Achilles injury too, it was like one of those things that he was like, you know, I'll be back and I'll be back stronger, but you know, yeah. it's not going to be today, but it's going to be, it'll be one day, you know what I mean? I'll be back. Right. So. And I, I think, think it's, sorry, yeah, go sorry, ahead, sorry to cut Kev, no. but yeah, like, I think it's just it, like the grind that he had, like that whole Mamba mentality, like, and it's, it's not to say other players don't have that mentality of like that they work hard and all that kind of stuff, but just that mentality he had was just second to none. Right. I don't hold LeBron as high as I hold Kobe. And that's not to say he doesn't work hard or he's not a great player, but Kobe had this killer instinct that just was unmatched. You know, there's always the comparison of, you know, who's the next Michael Jordan, right? In my opinion, it was always Kobe Bryant. Always, always, always. He was the only one that ever had that killer instinct. And again, LeBron's a great player. We've seen him do amazing things in the playoffs through his 20-year career, right? But that killer instinct, that was Kobe. Like, that was that was something that... For me, not seeing Michael Jordan play outside of his Wizards days, <laughs> that's the closest thing that we've been able to see to that killer, or I've been able to see to that killer instinct that Mike had. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally agree, man. And, you know, like, he was just on another level. And as a basketball fan, like, I'll be 100% honest. Like, I hated Kobe Bryant just because he was so good. Like, I can't deny the fact that this kid, like, when he started, this cocky, like, he was so aggressive, you know, like, as somebody who's not a Laker fan, you hate to see that because, like, he's destroying all your teams, right? Like, he's destroying it. If he's not on your team, Kev, he's Kev, one Kev. of the he's the biggest enemy. You know what you, I mean? You, you've got to rephrase that. You hate Kobe because Kobe dropped 81 on our Raptors. <laughs> that, that nothing to do with him dude. being a good player or being a killer instinct. You hate him because he dropped 81 on the Raptors. It's okay. I, I, remember, it's I, remember right. watching, I remember watching that game and just being like, why are we not quintuple teaming this guy and just put every fucking guy on him? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and, but I mean, that just goes to show like about uh, what we were just talking about. Like when you want something, you get it. Like you're going to stop me from scoring. Well, I want to score. I'm going to fucking score. I don't care how many guys you put on me. I'm going to score mm-hmm. anyway. You want me to score 60? I'll score 60. You want me to score 70? I'll score 70. 81? Let's do it. You know what I mean? So he just kind of defied all odds. And it was amazing to see his accomplishments even from a young age all the way to his retirement. But yeah, I mean, as a role model too, like I think he kind of was indirectly a role model in a sense because I think there was a lot of people that hated him, but he was just one of those guys that were just so hardworking that you couldn't help but love the fact that his work ethic was just so strong, right? So, but with that all being said, why do you think Kobe's life resonated with so many people? Like there's a lot of people that, aren't into basketball, maybe haven't even watched Kobe Bryant play, maybe never followed his career like you guys did. But there's all these things now that are popping up and people are, he's, I feel like he's talked about now more than ever. I'm sure it has, you know, it's, um, you know, something to, I mean, some part of it has to do obviously with his passing. Like, I don't want to keep bringing that up, but everyone talks now just about, you know, how his advice has changed their life and it's not even in a basketball way. So why do you think that is? Why do you think his work ethic and the way that he was stretches across so many people's lives globally? I think that um, it really just boils down to him being, you know, relatable. I mean, when he's giving his advice, he's not saying, okay, guys, you got to spend this money on a trainer. You got, you need an accountant or you got to have these great new shoes. You, You know, something that like is like, unattainable for like the average job a lot of his advice is kind of just like persevere work hard you know do better than you did the next day you know identify your weaknesses and strengthen them identify what went wrong in your planning like a lot of it's just just like things that is like okay like i can do this like all right like i don't i don't i'm a regular working class nine to five blue collar you know guy like but i can like i can do these things i can identify like what stopped me from getting this promotion or like what I need to do to get to the next step in my life or what I need to achieve. It says everything that he says is kind of like the average Joe can like digest. They can identify it and they can digest it. They can understand it and they can like replicate it to some degree. He's not saying anything fancy or anything that costs millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's saying things that are very achievable and obtainable. And he's also doing the work. It's not like, Oh guys, like I did these things in the workroom. Like he's showing you that like he did the work. Here's the work that I did. Here's my process watch my process, watch the trial and the error and watch how I identify these problems and these issues and watch me solve them all. So I think, I think that is the thing that, you know, everybody can just kind of like resonate and, you know, they can see the, the problems and the trials and they can see his story unfold. I think also additionally, like post-career, I think the girl that, I think when you think about a guy and they, you know, they have a kid, they kind of like 
every man wants a boy. They want like a little version of them. I mean, I think I can even speak personally. Like when I remember we had a gender reveal for our baby. Everybody has a recording. We had a football gender reveal. And I went to go spike the ball and I just saw pink and I kind of like put my head down, like kind of like, oh, man, man. Like, I mean, I wanted a, I wanted a boy. So I think, yeah. you know, being a girl dad and, you know, him saying like, you know, like I, I would have a, three more girls. Like, I don't need a boy. Like what I need a boy, I got them for. So I think that's another thing. Like another guy, uh, you know, guys, majority want boys. Um, sure, and yeah. not Natural. Yeah. So I think that's another thing that people can resonate or relate to that he brings to the table, things that he discussed or the way his life was. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you with all the points for sure. Anyone else? Will Rich? Yeah, I mean, I, I think to add to that, I think there's also, you know, I, th- I think aside from the, the you know, as obviously, you know, his athleticism, his charisma, he had like a showmanship sort of on the court in terms of his playing style. He always put on a show for people. But I I think in addition to that being sort of like the initial attraction for people, I think what really resonates for, um, I think for me at least, is there's sort of an authenticity to some of the stuff that he's preaching. Because if you're hearing him talk about, you know, hard work and all these things, and then you see the guy in the middle of the game, he dislocates his finger and then pops it back in and then continues playing the game. They're like, okay, yeah, I can believe that guy. Or like he tore his Achilles and still shot two free throws and walked off the court by himself. I can believe that guy. I think, unfortunately, like with some of the the players today, especially like with the whole culture of like, you know, load management and taking so many games off and stuff like that. I think that some of that gets missing. Like you'll see some guy be on a commercial, be like, you know, hard work. Well, dude, you just missed like, half the season like what 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 are we talking about you know so there's there's that little to me like there's that extra bit of authenticity especially now that's backed up with like all these different stories that you're hearing from his uh team usa teammates talking about how he trained Uh, i think there was like a story about how he biked through like the desert when they had like usa camp in vegas and he'd be up at like you know 3 4 a.m training and then all the other guys were coming back from a club saying that, you know, he had worked up a full sweat. I mean, I think all of these things all back up the fact that, you know, he was really about that life and working that hard to to push himself. So I think that really resonates with people that, you know, this is no bullshit. He's, you know, really practicing what he's preaching and he's not just all talk. Yeah, I was going to bring up him walking off the court when he did tear his Achilles. Like, that was like, surreal like like most of the time players just stay down wait for the trainer and everything and then they don't even walk on their like they have to be helped off the court and everything like that so you don't and then like what rich was saying with like load management and everything you don't yeah they're definitely working hard but taking off so many games and everything like 50 60 games like if i took off that much time from work they would fire me or like they'd write me up or anything (laughs) like that like i can't take off 20 days out of the school year and still kind of like be all good with the administrators and everything like that they would see like oh this guy's like missing a lot of time like like i usually never miss time at work i'm there for the kids so I'm doing it for them. And if I take off, it's actually more work for me. Like I have to make sub plans and things like that. And like, there's a lot that goes on in my head that has to get done. And if it doesn't get done, then it kind of falls back on me and everything. Like, 
you got to put in that hard work. And I think that definitely resonates in the, the fact that he did pass so young. Like, that's huge. Like, like I still can't, like, get over the facts of that. So young and still so much he had to give. So, but. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even like, though he was retired, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, there was a lot of big things for his daughter and his support for women's basketball and things like that, especially with his daughter. And you could see him teaching his daughter, you know, just how, how much he wanted to learn too. But he also showed that when he was injured with the Lakers and he would be on the sidelines too and just coaching these guys while he was in his street clothes and saying like, you know, listen, like you guys can – you know, you got to do this during in between plays and things like that. Like he was about that basketball life at all times, like 24 yeah. seven and never stopped for him. But not only that, but like what Rich was saying, like that practice, what you preach thing, like he was always preaching and you couldn't help, but just taking that advice because you knew that he was on the sidelines because he basically worked his ass off and snapped his Achilles or injured himself, whatever the case was putting in that work. So you kind of almost have to be like, I have to listen to this guy, man, because he, yeah. he, he's, he, he did all that, right. He's injured because of all that. Right. But he continued to preach that he continued to try to teach, but you know, not just in a basketball sense too, just like across all walks of life. And I think that's, again, you know, just to echo what you guys are saying, it resonates with so many people because you can apply it to different aspects of your life and not just basketball, not just sports. You know, he meant to say a lot of things to, to athletes, but at the same time, he would even say like, just in your regular life, all this stuff can be applied, right? So definitely have to give shout out to Kobe for that because as much as I did hate him as a basketball player, like a lot of the stuff that he did, you knew that he was like that guy. Like he was that next coming of Michael Jordan. He was that guy who just wanted to be better, not to prove to anybody else, but just to prove to himself almost, right? Like he didn't actually give a shit what people thought. He just wanted to do it for himself, really. I'm sure that that whole thing, like walking off the court, like his torn Achilles, it was like for his own pride, his own strength or whatever, he wanted to just, you know, show himself that he could do that too. But uh, he was a great person, like Will said, gone way, way, way too soon. You know, it's still so much to give. And I'm glad that we're able to have these conversations about him still. And we still have people like you guys that are still passionate about just what he did on and off the court, you know, in the sneaker world too. Like as much as his sneakers may or may not have been as popular as they are now, coincidental or not with his passing, you guys were always passionate about Kobe sneakers. So I love that about you guys. But with that being said too, like, what were some of Kobe's best sneaker moments? Because you guys have a page, Mom Insurance Company. We talked about it a little bit earlier, just how much it's grown. But the craziest thing about you guys is that you guys educate. You guys show a lot of different pairs that other players are wearing. You showcase pairs that Kobe has worn, stuff people may not have seen before, things like that. So, you know, with all the stuff that you guys do for the Mom Insurance Company page, what are some of your favorite Kobe sneaker moments that you can recall? The one that I always remember is the MSG game, uh, the 61 points um, in the Delso Colby fours. Um, that's a huge moment. Definitely. Oh, God, what else is there? We've done so much. Definitely won, he won his first championship without Shaq and everything, the, the Kobe four, the championship shoes and everything like that. 
I always go back to like the Aston Martin and everything, like just jumping over that car. Like that's just like the coolest yeah. moment, like just television wise and just like seeing that. Like, yeah, I've ever seen it, that too. Thinking like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, was that real? Like, and people, I remember just watching it over and over again with, with friends and showing people like, yo, did you see this? Or people talking about it. I always just kept like rewinding it and then just yeah. like yeah. slowing it down and everything like that. And, like, it's just a funny commercial. I um, mean, that the Hyper Dunk was just such a like a revolutionary shoe for like basketball and everything like that. That was like the beginning of like the change in like technology, like with Nike basketball, having like Flywire and things along those lines, like the introduction of that. Um, and everybody rocked those too. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Like the Hyper Dunks were it. Like those were like the sneaker. Like hyperdunks and that that Nike Zoom BB, those were like like yeah. the pinnacle of like Nike basketball. Like if you hooped back in the day, and like I haven't hooped in years. Like I hooped in hyperdunks a little bit, the Zoom BB as well. Um, but then never hooped in a Kobe, but just because like an actual like Sig and everything like Kobe everything like yeah. that. But I'm kind of digressing a little bit. Best sneaker moments, kind of like drawing a blank right now. But if Daryl and um, Rich want to go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can think of a lot of different ones. I mean, but I, I think it, it depends on like, because I could look at it in a, in a lot of different ways. I could look at it as like best sneaker moments as in like, are they tied to like a specific release or is it tied to like a specific on-court memory that I have well, with them? Yeah, what were you true. thinking? Let's say like, what is, okay, what's your favorite? Right. Race? Kobe sneaker moment could be anything doesn't matter it could be like Will was saying that right. acid Martian commercial like I thought that was a crazy yeah. sneaker moment you know what I mean and yeah I mean I think staying on the the hyper dunks I mean my favorite hyper dunk is probably the uh, the Marty McFly's because I'm a huge uh, Back to the Future fan when they dropped that shoe that was like a really memorable moment for me just because it was just you know my favorite player, one of my favorite, you know, movies of all time together. And then I think that drop happened in 2008. So it was before they even tried to retro mags. or drop the uh, the actual mags in 2011. Yeah. So and that kicked off like a whole bunch of other, you know, back to the future related shoes and stuff like that. So I think for me personally, that that was a big one for sure. I think the HTM releases were big, especially yeah. for the Kobe 9s. I think the multicolor Kobe 9 low elites were a big one, I think, especially because it was the first time they ever used flying it on a basketball shoe. And I think one thing that's really big for me is just kind of how Kobe's, I mean, you can kind of, I mean, we just talked about the hyper dunk and that was like the first basketball shoe that used fly wire. And then he, he started wearing the Kobe nines, which is the first basketball shoe that used flying it. So I think, you know, how he's always like innovating, trying to, fit new technologies or try out new technologies on his shoes is always something that, that stands out to me. So, I mean, those are a couple ones that stand out to me off the top of my head. Dope. How about you, Daryl? So they referenced Hyperdunks, so it's only right that I do. So Will said, Aston Martin, and Rich said, Back to the Future. My favorite story or Hyperdunk and commercial and whatever is Snake Pool. When Nike Backass collaborated and he jumped over to pull the snake. That's my favorite. That's my grail, Kobe. That's my favorite one. So I remember seeing that and like that kicked off like a whole situation for me wanting those. And so those, I think even like the Hirachi 2K4s, 2K5s, I remember like Kobe wearing those and 
me playing like NBA 2K or NBA Live and like creating a play and like him having to have to use his Kobe, even the flight Harachis, the white, uh, blue and purple, like creating a guy, him having to have those. I remember when the um the Kobe four Christmas the ones he the ones he wore on Christmas the Kobe fours I remember like the game coming on and me making a Nike ID like while watching the game I mean Grinches were like a major major moment Dark Nights and Chaos that was a major moment for yeah. me because I remember how big you know the Dark Knight was when the move when they did the tr- was the trilogy of the, those movies um I mean him winning MVP. And I'm having a shoe for that because, you know, us thinking he should have been already had an MVP, him finally getting one. I remember, like Will said, the first championship, you know, after Shaq and the finals MVP shoes, those releasing. I camped out at House of Hoops Harlem for like seven days for that shoe. What else? That's probably it. Those are probably like the top, top ones. I remember Dark Knights coming out. That was a big deal for me. I think I said that already. But, yeah, those those are probably my top ones at the very top of my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could also add the – um. The Mamba moments and everything when he passed Jordan for a scoring yeah. title and everything oh, like that. So that's a good one, yeah, <sighs> for sure. Yeah, I yeah. still remember for the for the Dark Knight Fives. I stayed up till like I think one or two a.m. in the morning. This was back when Nike was still doing phone orders. I think somebody <laughs> on Nike Talk was like, "Hey, you could place a phone order for the Dark Knight Fives. and I, it was just like I just remember like refreshing the thread and like people being like, "Oh, I'm still waiting on the phone. I copped them, you know, all this other stuff." I finally, I did get them that way though, but that was, that's one that I just randomly remember just because of how that release went down for me. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy that you guys mentioned like a lot of this, like Hyperdunks, for example, or the, the Hirachis, like these mm-hmm. were sneakers that like not just every pro athlete or pro baller was wearing, but everybody at school that was actually like a baller or in rec leagues and things like that. Everyone had those sneakers. Like Hyperdunks, everybody rocked those. Harachis, everybody rocked those. And you know what's another one too? Uh, After Kobe did the dunk competition in the, uh, what was it, EQTs or something? EQT elevations, yeah. Like everybody had those too. So it's crazy to think the influence he had, even though like I wouldn't even say those were like really – signature sneakers for him you know what i mean like they weren't really, they weren't like a kobe sneaker or people weren't like but for some reason like he just had that influence and he you know he kind of just inspired a lot of people because he was just this young kid right you know playing with the lakers almost electric right he was a very electric player you kind of didn't know like do i like this guy or do i not like this guy you know he was just kind of one of these guys that was just super cocky and loved the game of basketball you can see that in him but you knew he was a baller so if you were a baller you kind of just wanted those sneakers because you were like yo like let's kick a ball i want a pair of sneakers that you could ball in like you you knew Mm -hmm. right but I guess like another one for me would I guess maybe the Kobe ones only because uh, the eighty one point game like Trev like Trev pointed out that would be a sneaker moment for me because I just remember watching that game and telling him being like, man, this guy is just fucking us right now. Like this guy is just where like yeah. there's that image yeah, of do him you walking own... off the court where he's got like his fists raised like as he's walking <laughs> off. I have such a vi- like I don't have a lot of memories of sneakers when I was a kid. But I have such a vivid memory of that photo ingrained in my brain. Like, yeah, and I wish shoes... I had the shirt down here. I just hold it up for you, Kev, right now. <laughs> I wish I had the shirt down here, but I don't. Kev, do you have the 81 points? 
No, I don't. I don't. We need I to don't. send you a not... pair. Two k full of a memory. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll rock them every every time, every anniversary of that game. But no, I just I thought oh. that was amazing. Oh, there they are. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and you know what? I love I love that Kobe one sneaker too. It was like when they were like more like high tops, right? Higher cut sneakers. I was more a fan of those. And once they went to, I think it was like the Kobe four when it was a low. I was like. What like what is this all yeah. about? Like really, is he gonna ball in lows? In lows, right? And then they kind of just like everybody swore by Kobe lows, you know, mm-hmm. just the performance and technology of them. But yeah, no, definitely that Kobe ones, you know, is ingrained in my head. But a lot of those other ones, like you guys mentioned, the Harachis, the Hyperdunks, those EQTs stick out to me too, just because of that dunk competition. But Kobe was that guy. He was kind of just like such a huge influence uh, sneaker influence even just indirectly because he wasn't really like a sneaker guy if, you know if i'm not mistaken right like he wasn't a guy that was all about like i have to have the nicest sneakers he kind of just wore his sneakers his signature sneakers casually but not really like as a fashion statement really he just kind of wore them because they were his sneakers i'm not really thinking too much about it but with that all being said too and now with the re-signing of the contract for Kobe's, we're seeing the newest Pro Tro, right, with the Kobe 8, a Halo. Like, what were your thoughts about like the end of that signature line and then the decision for them to bring it back years later? Like, you know, now with the re-signing, like, was that a smart move by Nike? Like, you know, with the Pro Tros, new colorways especially, like, I know a lot of people are, are hoping to get older colorways there i feel like there's a mixed reaction right now to the halos but i want to get your guys thoughts on it because we talked about this previously with like some speculation about what's to come but now that it's official what do you guys expect and what are your thoughts on deciding to just sort of resign i I guess i'll go because like we have our chat group and everything and like we see all the colorways coming out and everything and i'll just be blunt like there's a lot of randomness going on like of what is like about to like release like venice beach aids like very random like i don't even own them like i never wanted them back in the day i don't want them now the Italian camo sixes, that's random, but I, I had those back in the day. Don't have them anymore, but I wouldn't mind those again just because, like, it's a cool thing. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Undefeated Ones again, like, even though, like, it was already there before the Undefeated Ones and everything. The Halos, like, for me, and I, and the guys will know this, like, all-white sneakers, like, kind of like a little bit of a letdown in a sense but i get what they're like after watching the whole sneakers live and everything like i I get what they're doing and that's definitely a cool tribute like from what they said on that live vanessa came to them with the idea of like releasing a halo series for the pro tros so it looks like we're gonna get one like a kobe one halo we're going to get a Kobe 4 Halo, Kobe 6 Halo, and then we're going to get a Kobe 8, which is next week. So they're going to do, for the next four years, those colorways, I believe, unless they, like, change their mind and, like, do, like, a Kobe 3 or a Kobe 2. But it looks like we're going to get a Halo release every year on Kobe's birthday, um, which which will be cool to collect the set as long as you can get it. You're right, because- right. Who knows, like, five years from now, like, if the people that want Kobe's 
now still want them like you'll ha- you'll have your 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 niche group and everything like that but like the new the newbies and everything like that like will they still be around like will they still want kobe's will the resellers just say oh we're just gonna lead this to the fans and everything like that mm-hmm. but it was just a lot of a lot of randomness um like what they were planning on doing and everything but those are my thoughts um like I'm all for like new colorways and everything like that. Like the black and gold fours they're saying like some sort of like, Oh God, what is, if you guys can help me, I think it's like a, like a teal colorway. I did it on the line. I can't remember. Bicoastals. Yeah. The coast, the bicoastals and everything like, yeah, like it's kind of, I don't know until I see it in hand, if I ever see it in hand or official photos and things like that. But that's kind of my thoughts. I think for me, I, the direction that things were going in, especially after Kobe passed, it was un- unsustainable. They they had to, I think, do something else, whether it was let the contract end and then resign or, or something, because I think there was so much frustration after he passed with how hard it was to get releases. And it was just like, I think there was just a lot of built up frustration with that among a lot of the fans. I think like every single time a, a release would happen, I go on social media. It's like 99% of it is just anger. Like it was, it was impossible to get all the influencers are getting all the shoes, you know, things like that. So I, I think, you know, the fact that they had to have the contract run out give it some time and then kind of re-sign and come back with things to relaunch things, I, I think ultimately was, was probably the right move. Cause it is also kind of an unprecedented situation where you have a signature athlete with a signature line that suddenly passes away, even though, you know, he was retired, he still has, you know, one of the biggest signature lines out there, period. You know, I I think it was ultimately for the best. I mean, fingers crossed, we all hope. We'll see how they handle the line for the the upcoming releases and everything. I mean, I've heard that 2024 is going to be sort of like big year. They're calling it the Kobe year for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, I think they mentioned that on the, the the sneakers live session that they had, but yeah, I mean, as far as the, the actual colorways go, I mean, I, I'm willing to kind of just wait and see because it's a lot of the information we have right now is just leaks, you know, maybe we'll get some more info and we'll find out there's all these other colorways that are releasing, but I think to kind of echo what Will was saying, it just seems looking at some of the things that have leaked so far, some of it is just, just really random. Like, like he was saying, the Venice, Venice Beach eights, the Philly fours, uh, they, they like thinking back, like we were talking in the group chat a while ago and just thinking back, like when those colorways originally dropped, like who wanted them? Yeah. And we were all saying th- those were like, Kind of like second or third tier colorways we would wait for them to go on discount before we cop them you know it right. wasn't like a oh we got to go out and get these the same way it was for like the del souls or like the mlks or you know some other colorways so i mean i hope that we get a better mix of colorways once we see sort of like the full list of what's coming out i mean i would like to see sort of like a mix of some retros uh, that Kobe played in, maybe a couple PEs that he played in that never dropped before. And then also, you know, they can continue doing new stories with new colorways. But yeah, yeah just going off of the stuff that's leaked so far, it just seems kind of random, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess I, I want to I start on the right foot or a positive foot first. The black and gold fours, 
I'm interested in those. I would like. I, I want to see those in hand. See what those are about. You know, we've obviously seen uh, Anthony Davis wear reverse Grinches, so that's something. Um, yeah, I would. You know, I would love to have. I mean, I think if you're an owner of the Grinches, you want the alternate version. I think. I think anytime a you know one color way comes down, they do an alternate or two point or three. You kind of want to. Oh, I got to collect the set, or I got to get this because I have it. Yeah. And I think if you missed out on Grinches. This is like, oh, like, well, I'll get the alternate Grinch because I couldn't get those. So I think vice. Either way, like kind of want it so i think those are the two that i really want i think it's unfortunate the way that they're i, I mean I, I don't know what they're doing in these rooms or what discussions are being had or what kobe fans they're leaning on or whatever the case is yeah. but i think it's unfortunate because you know we've seen the lebron line retro and they're they've been releasing like pe's oh, yeah. and family colorways yeah. colorways that like only the four horsemen had colorways right. only his grandparents like, you know all right, these limited right. there oh, watch the throne nine they're like you know what i'm saying like, all these Christ things the like, like, yeah oh yeah crazy each retro signature they're probably only doing like two or three tops grs and then the other i mean really i just feel like they're just doing like whatever it was is white black and red colorway yeah. and then everything yeah. else they're just hitting us with like Things that never released or like we're super limited in South yeah. Beach and Watch the Throne and Four Horse Kings, yeah, Price, you know all these things are hitting Miami us over Nights. head with Miami Nights. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then like, oh yeah, yeah, you know they're dropping things that like you had to pay two thousand dollars for back then to even like entertain having a pair. And with the Kobe's, you know, like Venice Beach, Philly Fours, Italian Camo, like these not only like these were the shoes that that released towards the end of their respective lines when they, they were gearing up for the new colorway. And it's kind of like, while we can't get, you know, any PEs or any exclusive friends and, you know, that's, I think they should be treating it equally, especially since they know the demand is there. So this is not, I mean, because if you, if you notice a lot of these LeBrons are, are sitting like, or like, Oh yeah. Deep, On sale. Even yeah, so like, discount. why not give the Kobe line the same energy when you see the demand is high? Like you can, you should be striking while the iron is hot. But like I said, um, the, the reverse Grinch and the black and gold four I'm interested in. The all-white halo, I mean, I, I want those. The bi-coast, I would like to see those. The Phillies, the Venice Beach, and the Italian Camel. Like, I'm going to grab them, but, like, I'm not, like, jumping for joy. I'm not, like, reaching for the sky. Definitely retailer bust type of thing. I mean, to be honest, to be quite frank, every Kobe's going to be retailer bust for me. I, I don't want to give resellers the satisfaction or let them profit off of Kobe's definitely as they already have. Right. But definitely yeah. Italian camel, like those I'm going to be looking for a coupon or a disc. I mean, for sure. But um, <laughs> it would be nice to see them bring out some PEs with some friends and families, you know. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's, it's still well, early. I'm still grateful early, that yeah. they renewed the con I'm, I'm grateful that they renewed the contract, that Kobe's are returning. I do believe, this could be an answer for another question, but I do believe that the Halo series next week is going to be an anomaly. As you, as you heard, I think Will referenced it. A lot of people aren't a fan of all-white shoes. So I, don't, I don't think, and I've, I've kind of been seeing resale value at, like, it seems fairly low, and the mm -hmm. shoes haven't even released yet. So I, I don't think, I think these are going to be an anomaly. So I don't think people should judge the stock numbers or how the demand is on these, because I don't think not, not too many people are looking for all-white shoes. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for them. I want them. Like I said, this is this is just the beginning of the Kobe line. Twenty twenty four supposed to be big. The end of this year is supposed to be big. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm trying to be open minded. Yeah. No, you you bring up some really good points, and just in terms of like 
um, the LeBron line, especially like, and Trev and I talk about this all the time. Like when we saw some of these colorways come out, we were like, whoa, like these are crazy yeah. pairs that people were like, yeah. like Daryl yeah. was saying, you need at least 2K just to entertain, you know, having yeah. a, a pair of those. And they're just sitting even, and not even just sitting there on deep discounts. You can get the way below retail on any aftermarket app. And these were like highly, highly sought after pairs. And what I'm hoping is that like with the randomness of these like Venice beaches and you know these yeah. Philly fours and, and these other pairs that you guys are talking about is that maybe they're trying to just like, I don't want to say like kill the hype, but it's almost like give it's- the collectors a taste of what has been out, but make sure that the resellers stay away. And then once that hype has kind of died down a little bit, then we'll hit them with some PEs and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a great way to put it, because like you guys all know, right? Like I know, I know some of you. Well, I know for sure you were you were a Foot Locker guy there for a little bit, right? Like we used to buy this stuff for cheap, cheap, cheap. Like I mean, like I have Kobe's that are, I bought for like fifty bucks, right? Like you know, I I talked about a week or two ago. I wore the Kobe Phenomenon Fives. Yep, they did like a uh, a Philippines colorway. I think it was yep. called Rise. I couldn't remember what the name of it was. So as we were recording, I, I looked at prices on StockX. That's like a, a seven or eight hundred dollar shoe in a size twelve. Of like, yeah. and that's a takedown Kobe, a takedown mm-hmm. Kobe, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that goes on sale, is cheaper, goes to the outlets, it's not expensive. Like that is insane, right? So I I, I agree. I know I, one of you guys, I can't remember who posted it. I think Will, I think it was you when they announced the Venice Beaches were coming back kind of like uh it's a little random right and and i agree like i remember those things sitting at foot locker for forever right i'm they probably hit collie's dixie outlet store up here right so yeah i i hope that that kind of slows the roll with people being interested in kobe's that you know like everyone can start buying kobe's again right and i think you know they've kind of talked about it on you know we, we don't have sneakers up here so i wasn't able to to check out the live but We've kind of talked about like the the ideas is that hopefully like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to walk into a store and get Kobe's right, Daryl. I'm one of those people. I don't like white shoes and I love the Kobe eight. So it just it pains me yeah. that I, I I'm not going to be able to get that one. But you know what? I hope for everyone's sake that something like that sits and there's an opportunity for everyone to just have Kobe's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think and you know what the major difference too here is that LeBron. You know he's he's still alive. He's still playing, right? So, a lot of the draw right now is the fact that you know Kobe is not around anymore. So a lot of people, like Daryl was saying, they're kind of profiting off this man's you know passing, which fucking sucks, right? Like I hate that whole part of it. Yep. It's like the people that actually want the sneakers can't get them because you know other people are just scooping them up because Kobe's actually not alive now with us, right? So it's just like with anything else. Once somebody passes, any collectibles. Any like, you know, records, whatever the case is, you know, I'm sure like when Stan Lee passed, like everything, you know, of his just like skyrocketed. It's just one of those things that people find value because that person is not alive anymore. So, you know, we're getting hit with all these PCPs because the demand is just not there. Kobe just so happened to have his his signature line increase in demand by all these people that never really cared about his sneakers only because he's passed right which which sucks so i feel like they're kind of trying to slow like slow that roll a little bit by maybe throwing in some randomness and being like people that are only in it for 
you know, the wrong reasons might just be like, oh, okay, well, Kobe's are dead now, right? Like, nobody wants Kobe Kobe's anymore. Like, look at these Venice beaches they're sitting. Look at these halos. Nobody likes them. Look at these Philly fours, like, you know, so random. And then later, when those people are gone, that we those people out, then we get those pairs that uh, that Daryl's talking about. So I, I seriously yeah. hope you're right on that because, like, just try to weed everybody out, like, and see, like, that that would be lovely, like, if people see these shoes like not selling or like falling below retail, like Jordans are nowadays, like on stock X and things like that. Like that'd be, that'd be lovely. (laughs) Lovely to see. Yeah, Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a plan. I mean, like I'm sure there's a lot of people that love the Venice beaches, but it's just one of those pairs that hmm, as a Kobe collector or something that, you know, wasn't sought after before. Like, why is this coming out? Like, I don't understand the, the, the method behind this, but you know, just in terms of with that sneakers live and everything else that was discussed about too, like, do you guys think that there's any possibility of newer models coming out? Like we have the signature line up to 11. Do you think there's plans or talks of a Kobe 12? Like, I don't know what goes on in your chat groups. I don't know what's been said. I don't know if there's any plans by Nike, but do you think there's a possibility of maybe a new model coming out? I think that's a great question. I mean, I, I do know that they answered on the sneakers live that they're planning to do pro versions of, I think all of the other signature models, but they didn't specifically touch on like a brand new Kobe model. I think that might've even been one of my questions that I sent in that didn't get picked. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be curious. I mean, I think on one hand it'd be cool to see like a innovative new basketball shoe with Kobe's name on it. But on the other hand, the fact that you know that he didn't really personally have a hand in designing it, though, that's uh, true. I, yeah. you know, that that's also kind of like, eh, do I, you know, so I think it's it's kind of like a, a little bit of a delicate situation. I think on one hand, you can look at it as if they did something like that, they're trying to honor Kobe's legacy by creating new shoes, new models with his name on it. But on the other hand, you could be a little bit like, well, why are you making all these new models that he didn't personally have his name on it? You're just selling it because it has his name on it. He didn't personally have a hand in designing it like, you know, all the other models. So I don't know. I, I could see it from a couple different angles. So it's, I think it's a little delicate. I yeah. can, I can definitely agree with that. You know, it'd be pretty interesting. Like, you know how they had the dub zero or yeah. like some of the, the Jordan, like 16, 17, 23. Like, do we ever yeah. see Kobe four, five, six, all like in hybrid one mashup? hybrid mashup? Like, yeah. do they go that route? Like the dub zero is still successful after oh, all yeah, these years. Yeah. Like they retroed that, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't want to give them any ideas. Nike, if you listen, we don't necessarily want to mash up Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Um don't give us a, a couple good years. ones too, though. The, the hyper dunk fours, I mean, yeah, that, that one that I think, I think people, be... people would be into, yeah, but yeah, um, that'd be pretty cool, but yeah, yeah, no, I th- I just thought it was, was interesting because we kind of talked a little bit offline before we started recording just about like the penny signature line, too, right? Like, I mean, Penny was still alive, right? So I'm sure he had a hand in some of the designs and stuff, but Rich, that's a great point, like, I didn't really think about that, like, as a Kobe collector or somebody that's you know very passionate about Kobe sneakers, like what would your feelings be towards? Because Kobe was very hands-on in terms of like what the designs were, what the technology that he wanted. It was very specific to his game, right? So like I mentioned before, like when it went to the lows, I was like, what? Like I, like I didn't really understand it, but for him, 
as a basketball player, the cutting, the slashing, all that stuff technology-wise, like that was something that Kobe specifically wanted. So if they're going to create a new signature model and Kobe's not around to have that input into it, it technically isn't really like a, a sneaker designed by Kobe for basketball players the way that maybe he played basketball or whatever the case was that could be part of the intrigue about his actual sneaker line too they talked a bit about that on the the sneakers live and everything and like how kobe was so involved like they had eric avar and everything on there like he did a really good interview um with one of the guys on there and just like first meetings with Kobe going through like what Kobe wanted out of the shoe, like especially after going from the Kobe three to the Kobe four and then going even lower with the Kobe five and then yeah. Kobe six, even lower. And then the seven with the system. And then the eight was mimicking a soccer shoe. Like yeah, Kobe yeah. wanted to be like even faster on the court and everything like that. And more low to the ground. Like, so yeah, like having Kobe a part of those conversations with Nike and the designers and things like that, you're going to miss a lot of that if you do, do decide to create a new Kobe model, um, which I don't think should happen. But if they do, then I don't know what route they go in terms of designing it. I can take a little bit of a different approach here. So I actually think they should do some more with the Kobe line. To me, why not, right? Like, I mean, I understand, like, of the aspect of, am I going to want to wear it because Kobe didn't wear it? No, probably not, because the same could be said for, you know, a lot of Jordans that come after the 14, right? I know Rich would not agree with that, as he likes most things between 15 and 19. But anyways, that's a, that's a, that's a whole other our, story. Our, yeah, our rich. Yeah, our, our rich, our rich. But yeah, like, I mean, for me, there's a ton of basketball shoes that are on the wall when you go into any store right now, right? So you go into whatever that is for you guys, Foot Locker, Champs, JD Sports, Size, whatever it is, Dick Sporting Goods, you know, for us up here, Sports Check, right? There's a bunch of different low-cut basketball shoes that are on the wall that are, you know, pretty pricey, right? Why couldn't you have a Kobe, like a new Kobe model that, you know, takes some aspects from different shoes? And I know, Will, I think it was you were talking about kind of doing like a dub zero, like we don't want to have a piece together <laughs> kind of model which is fair but i mean like you could take some aspects from other shoes that kobe did design and you could put something together right i think for me the big thing is just that kobe's are a great basketball shoe they always were one of the best basketball shoes period right so for a kid that walks into wherever it is they walk into and they want to get a pair of basketball shoes for the year why shouldn't they be able to get a pair of kobe's even if that's a takedown one of my thoughts is they should start bringing tape like the what was the shoe the uh, the phenomenons as an example back like they should start bringing those back right you know just have that as a shoe that's on the shelf all the time right give kids a chance to wear kobe's i am sure there's some low top sneaker that they are producing that hits outlets everywhere that's in every footlocker and champs and all that kind of stuff that you know what just switch it out for a kobe it would probably sell better yeah no that's a good point too trev i mean like in a sense like I, I get both sides. I mean, as a purist, you don't want something that maybe Kobe didn't actually have his hand in, but I, I don't want to say piecing together, but using elements from some previous models of that technology that Kobe had sworn by, right? That helped the evolution. Like you went from a three to the four low and like as Will's just mentioning, and then you went to like a nine, which was like super high because of his injury, right? Like everything was fine-tuned based on, like you can see the evolution of his game just through his sneakers alone. It was always 
tech first and performance first and aesthetics after, right? Like people hated on the Kobe 9. I was one of those people. I was like, after we went from like a, a three to the four to lows, I was like hating on lows and I liked the lows. Then all of a sudden they went to this super high thing. And I was like, what the fuck? And then you either loved that shoe or you hated that shoe. And it was like, you know, one of those things that Kobe didn't give a shit what you thought. That was meant for his game. If you wanted to play basketball in it too, then you could. Like it was meant to be a high performance sneaker. If you want to play basketball, you want to put in the work on the court. This is what I'm playing in. And it's, you know, it's going to elevate your game if you want to put in the work too. Like that's what it's meant for. So it can go both ways. And I, and I, and I do appreciate both sides of the, uh, of the spectrum here. But it'd be interesting to see, I think, nonetheless. Like there's a lot of talks about the retros. So if they do do a signature model, it'd be interesting to see what they do. And if they do, it'd be interesting to see how it performs on the court too and what elements they use. But with all these previews and sneak previews of potential retros, what are some of the retros that you guys want to see personally? Like you talked about, like Will said, you know, I don't care so much for the Venice Beaches. I don't care for Daryl said, or sorry, um, you didn't care so much for the Halos or whatever the case is. But if there was a pair that they could retro, which one would that be for you guys? Like models or colorways like that you would hope that they bring back? Them fours would probably be like very high on the list. Mother Lover fours, Martin Luther King fives. I'll just, those would be, my, I'll do those three. I'll stop those at three. Top three. Those would probably be my top three. Definitely Da Vinci Kobe fives. Definitely want to see those. Um, Venom fours. I'll echo that. And then you could definitely throw in Mother Lovers. Um, I would want to see um, the Purple Toe Kobe three. That's a good one. And then we did like a list. Like Daryl asked us a bunch of questions one day a couple weeks back. Came up with like a list of like 20 different colorways. Like um, the Kobe 8 Amnesties when he played against Dallas. He wore that specifically when Mark Cuban called him out and everything. Where like they wanted an amnesty. I think it was Kobe's contract. I think it was. And he goes amnesty that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that would be one. I definitely need a, a like a re-up of the Chaos 4. Mine are like cracking the, the suede and everything like that. And they're separated and everything. That MLK5, Kobe 5, those are just some of the ones that come to my mind. Yeah. Rich, what are your what are your top colorways that you like to see come back? Or models? Yeah, I mean, I think colorway-wise, I think uh, any of the, the, the Laker P's that he had, especially from like Kobe 8 to Kobe 11, because he, he started wearing more and more P's those later models, a bunch of them just never released. So I think we'll talk about the amnesties. Uh, there was a couple other really nice Laker ones for the eights that he had that I've always wanted. I think another really big thing is really just bringing back Kobe's on Nike ID or Nike by you. Yes. I think that's one of the yes. things that always gets commented on our posts every single time we post an id every single time we post even pe's people talk about hey these pe's that these players are looking that are wearing they they look like ids why don't you just give the option to to the fans uh so i think that that would be a big one and then also uh just i guess going slightly off kobe model specifically but like 
some of the Jordan P's he wore during the, the mm. free agency period. I think yeah. the Jordan three Jordan eight pack that came out back in 2016. I mean, I think that's like a grail for been a grail for years for, for some of us. Uh, so, I mean, I think that would be insane actually making that. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, actually making those those actually attainable would would be would be a dream for me, definitely. But yeah, and I mean, he also had like a bunch of like really cool things, other like other cool peas like during that free agency period. I mean, he had like shocks that were made for him, Zoom flights that were made for him, like a a bunch of different things. So I mean, I'd be I'd be down for for all of that. Seeing that um the Hirachi that came back out the the Laker one. I would love to see more of that, like that was yeah. that free agency period. Sure. We could get a shock. They did the BB four a couple of years ago, and it was it was successful. I thought. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I and I love the ID thing. Like they need to just bring signature sneakers back on ID. Like Kobe's, they had they had Kyrie's, they had KD's, right? We don't yep. see that anymore. Like the not just Kobe's. Like I remember doing. I remember doing a lot of Kobe's on ID and just never uh, actually buying them because back then, at least for us in Canada, we couldn't ship them to Canada. Like they uh, wouldn't allow. They, they wouldn't mm. allow us to. So I had a buddy that was in New York. He would visit Toronto every once in a while, and he was always just like, "Oh, you know, if you ever wanted something, just send it to my house, and I'll bring it whenever I come to Toronto." But like the amount of designs that I had, like I could, I could justify like shipping, you know, ten pairs. Yeah. But I would just do it more so as something to like kill time. Like the options that they had, some of the the colors that they had, you could make all these crazy designs. It was just something you know fun for me to do. But seeing that again on Nike ID would be insane because you see a lot of guys like Demar Derozan, especially PJ Tucker, like all these guys that are huge Kobe enthusiasts as well they would bust out crazy like ids all the time like you know as raptor fans like when derozan was here i remember just going to games and me and my buddy that i shared my seats with we'd be like oh well kobe's is he rocky and we would just like try to see the colorway and it was never anything that you could just you could get it wasn't a p either you knew it was an id but you know you could just design so many dope colorways on kobe's and and i thought that yeah. was really sick too and I mean, if but you I, go, like, if you look at, like, for you guys, like, for your Mamba insurance page, like, you guys are going through all the colorways, like, you're going through fours and fives and all that kind of stuff. There have been so many great PE colorways that you guys have posted. And some of them are simple. They're white and blue. They're white and red. Like, there's nothing, I don't want to say unique, but there's nothing, like, it's just a white and red Kobe, right? Like, there's nothing super special about it, right? They didn't add snake skin, or there's no cement pattern, or there's no something that's really out there, right? It's just a white and red PE, right? But you're looking at that, and you're like, that's really cool. Like, that's a great pair, right? Like, you know, but you you forget about some of these pairs if you don't think about them, because, you know, for us, you know, it's DeMar DeRozan for years was rocking Kobe PEs heavy, right? I started getting into sneakers in 2010. It was always cool to see him rocking, you know, Kobe sevens and eights and nines yeah. and like all that kind of, of stuff. Eight. Yeah. Like, and he always had cool colorways of them. And it was, you know, it's the same thing. My seats are three or four sections over from where Kev's is. And, you know, yeah. like same thing I'd be there and I'm like, well, what's he wearing today? Like, yeah. is he wearing like what pair, what pair is DeMar bringing out today? Right. And you guys have seen a bunch of those. Like I know there's been a bunch of J.R. Smith PEs that you guys have on there. Iguodala had a couple pairs on there. There's probably a player in every NBA city that was equivalent to that. Right. Yeah, for sure. And wait, did I see somewhere that the Prelude Sixes are also gonna retro? Or am I mistaken? Is that real or is yeah, that? Yeah, I think I think it's been rumored and kind of floating around for a while though, but I, I really don't know if that's that's legit. 
But I, I think to talk about the ID thing, though, I, I do want to the other thing. The other part of it is I hope they make them actually available to buy because yeah, like some yeah, of the yeah. dunk dunk by use like it's like as at least when they initially started rolling them out i guess recently they're more attainable at least here in the u.s i don't know how it's been for you guys up in canada but like it was it's same, just man. like it's, yeah, sold it's out, just like yeah. yeah exactly it's just like oh dunk by you make your design and it's like oh shit i have like two minutes to make a fucking design yeah, yeah, it sells yeah. it. like what like what are we doing you know yeah. like at least give us some time to to play around with it you know and stuff like that it's just like that kind of thing like i guess i get that they're trying to build up like energy and hype and stuff like that though but like you got to give us a little bit more time i mean like yeah doesn't make sense to me yeah no i agree i mean it's just one of those things where it's like even with like the air max options and things like that too right like they sold out you basically had to like design it in a few minutes and then be able to check out otherwise you wouldn't be able to get it right so I hope they make it more available. Yeah, I would love to see Kobe's be more available like that, where it's just like you can start doing those colorways again, right? Like, I mean, I know this is a whole process that they're going to go through to like bring the Kobe line back to be more obtainable for everyone. But like, I think you guys, what you do with the history of Kobe's, like, I think that's a great example of how there are very clean colorways that are just white and blue, white and red, white and teal, whatever it is, right? that are just clean and would be great to put on an, like on an ID pair. And you know what? Every NBA player is wearing Kobe's. If they're wearing a low yeah. top and they're on Nike, they're wearing Kobe's. So what does it hurt you to do that, right? Yeah, I would love to see that come uh, back. Yeah, so I mean, going forward, like, I mean, it's going to be nice to see, you know, next week when these halos drop, you know, what this whole landscape's going to look like. But do you guys think that it's going to be readily available? Like, what are your thoughts or maybe even what are your hopes for Kobe's? I mean, I'm assuming you guys are going to say, like, you know, just pump them out, make sure that everybody gets them. Or, like, I don't even care if they're sitting, if I can get a pair or whatever the case is. But, you know, is do you think that their plan is to maybe increase the stock levels? Or even if they do increase the stock levels, does that even make a difference with the demand that we have right now for Kobe's? From what I'm seeing, like you got a bunch of raffles going on, like sneaker politics is raffling them for a chance. Like I'm on millionaire social status. They all have their raffles feature. So I think there's going to be a good amount of stores that are going to carry them, but they're going to be raffled, which is okay. They're going to have to do that, especially because of the demand. They've had a good amount of time to like prepare for this drop. So I'm hoping like, they meet somewhat of a demand, but at the same time, like you're seeing people already having them in hands, like almost like full size runs and just selling them for like 320, 325 a piece. And it sounds like the people that have them, they backdoored them. Yeah. From what I, when I, what I see, like, but just like Facebook pages and things like that. But who knows? I mean, I'm hopeful that there will be a good amount of people that like that me and Daryl and Rich and Mark know that do end up getting them. So we'll see. They've had enough time. We'll we'll see if they actually pump up some numbers and everything. (laughs) Especially like when that that alternate Grinch comes out, like what are those numbers going to look like? Are they going to look like Jordan 11 numbers? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that one's going to be so in demand. Like everybody's going to want that. And people already have them, but no box. And I don't even know if those are legit pairs right now. Right. 
you don't have anything to go off of. Yeah, Daryl or Rich, do you guys think that Nike starts pumping them out, increase the stock level to, to sort of try to help satisfy the demand? I don't think so. I think whatever batch they have, which I guess was supply 2023 and 2024, I think that'll be it. I think if you guys see where sneakers is trending right now, a lot of pairs are sitting, not everything's selling out, things are going on deep, deep clearance, like... I got but chambray sevens for like 120 bucks. Retail is 200. Yeah, right. Black and court purple 12s just released on Saturday. I had a chance to get those for like 150 or something like that. Retails like 200, 210. So right. and those um, just released too, right? Lily like five days, four days, yeah, four days. Right. So I think the people who didn't really have their heart and soul in sneakers, who aren't really sneakerheads, they were in it for the wrong reasons or only here for a short period of time or only worse here because it was trending. I could be wrong and I'm, I'm okay with being wrong. I feel like those people are, are backtracking and going back to their other hobbies. Their original hobbies are going back to spending <laughs> money aimlessly. So I think Nike, I'm sure they have people that are like watching the market. They're seeing their stakeholders and their clients, foot lockers and finish lines and Jimmy jazz and JD sports mark down their items you know or like probably taking longer to pay their bills because they have to mark their you know all, you know all these things i think sneakers are trending down so i think nike won't add more or make more rather i right. think they'll just either keep it or maybe come back some so i think they're going to hold the kobe line in such a high regard or so precious so they're not many pairs they're not the market isn't flooding we'll just see what happens I just hope they have a good mix of things. I mean, I, I think it makes sense that certain colorways are bound to be, you're going to bound to have like a couple of limited colorways that, you know, everybody's going to want to pump up hype and demand. But like, I think you need to have some more GR colorways that like people can just go to a store, pick up and just like play them. I think they just have to get back to a better mix of that. And I mean, hopefully they're they're going to do that with some of the, the upcoming releases. I mean, I know I saw two of them were like one was like a, a white and purple Kobe and then another one was a white and teal Kobe. They just look like, you know, team bank colorways. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why those ought to be limited colorways. I mean, I feel like you should be able to just take them off the shelf. I mean, I get it if a reverse Grinch, for example, is a little bit more limited because you want to have that hype and energy. But, I mean, I just hope they have a good mix for everybody so that, you know, you have people that are more satisfied and just not ranting and raving every single time, like, a release happens on social media. I think it's a really good point, because, I mean, obviously, we all want the Grinches. We talked about the Dark Knights. Like, there's all these pairs that we want, right? But the Halos is an example, right? Like, Daryl, I know you really you really want that pair, right? But I, I think it'd be nice if they like some of the maybe the newer colorways that weren't originally released when the first time they did those shoes just sat on shelves. I think that's actually I think that's kind of nice, you know, like it gives everyone a chance to get some of those shoes. Maybe you don't get in at the level of a Grinch or like a retro pair that's maybe a little more limited, but you still have the chance to get Kobe's, right? Yeah, like right. what were the what were the stock levels on the Mambasitas, like the sixes and also the fours? Like I feel like it was super low, right? It had to have been. I wouldn't really know like exactly in terms of stock numbers. I mean, I do I do know that the fours were pretty limited. Um, six was were were definitely limited because I think they, you know, they go in making these decisions on how many pairs to make. You know, probably like 
18 months in advance. So they probably already have a set stock level. So they probably didn't prepare for that bump in demand, which I, I think is kind of understandable. But I, I think the fours, they still kept pretty limited for the most part. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with the Halo 8s next week, though, because, I mean, I know they're they're making them in like a full family sizing. Man, oh, I, I have heard. Yeah. And I I have heard that like certain stores that don't usually get Kobe's have gotten that shoe. But whether or not that means they got like two full size runs versus, you know, more uh, that that's I mean, I think that's hard to say. And I think uh, Will was mentioning that some of these shops are backdooring them. So. Yeah, I think that's that. I mean, the backdooring thing has always just been something that just happens, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, the the fact that it is full family sizing is usually a good sign that stock levels are generally a little bit higher for whatever colorway that it drops in. Like I remember, I used to use that as a gauge for Jordans that were coming out, right? Like I remember when the Blacksmith Threes retroed in in twenty eighteen with the Nike Air on the back, and then they announced I was coming full family sizing. You were like, oh, okay, that means there's going to be lots and lots of pairs. And it was a relatively easy pair to get, right? Like when they first retroed them in 2018. So, I mean, if a Halo is coming out or the Halos are coming out in full family sizing, you know, it means that they want a lot of people to, you know, potentially have those to rock for their family. So I generally use, I used, or I mean, at least I used to use that as a, as a general gauge. And then Daryl also brought up a good point that the resale prices aren't really that high on you know aftermarket apps right now i think it's showing as like somewhere around like 500 canadian so that's like what three maybe just like 350 usd or something in, in give or take in, in pretty much most sizes so that's like just a little bit under double which and it hasn't released yet right so definitely a good sign but i guess we'll have to see you know if that translates to the other releases that are coming out too right if they do other colorways, do other more sought after pairs or Grinches, for example, oh, sorry, the reverse Grinches, for example, like I think everybody has that on their radar right now. So when those, I think, when, when is that going to happen? Like in, I guess in December or something like that, like yeah. uh, later in the year? Yeah, I think they said like December 16th or something like that. But um, going back to like the stores with the halos, I would definitely, Trevor and Kev, I would definitely check like Toronto stores because I, I think I saw like 23MJ. 88 say something about like some stores getting the halos so definitely check around like stores that don't typically see kobe's like i would definitely check around like do some little leg work if you want those yeah for sure i think there's a good chance that we'll we'll see a lot of stores here get them i mean not a lot but maybe like just more than you would normally see for kobe's for sure nike toronto i guess or who released the the grinches here in, in in toronto trev like I want to say, I um, want to say Nike Toronto or Nike Nike at Eden Center or something. They released them because I I think they did a raffle for those. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I thought Foot Locker got those. Something like that too. Yeah. Like, like I think it was a it was it was bigger than just boutiques. That's right. Like, exactly. It, That's it, what I mean. Yeah. Like it wasn't one of those things where it was like three or four boutiques got them and that was it. That was everyone got them. So. Yeah. I think that might be the case for the Halos. You're right, Will. Like, we'll probably see a lot more than we're expecting or, you know, a lot more stores that we're expecting to carry them. So hopefully that's the case. Daryl, I see need to drop. Appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Always a pleasure, guys. Yeah, always good to see you, man. I can't remember. I I, I thought I saw something. But yeah, like, I'm I'm thinking that it's probably with those eights, especially if it's a full family size run. 
I'm thinking it should be like a footlocker. Like there should be you know, a bunch of different footlockers and champs up here. You probably see them in the boutiques, uh, actually. And that, that would also extend now, I think, to size and JD Sports as well. Yeah. So probably. I think it's a good start for me, at least. Like, I think having those available, I think it's a start, you know. Again, like, I, I don't love the Halo colorway, but I love that it, it's going to be around, right? I'm not looking at it like, uh, actually, a good example is those Mambasita 4s, right? I like that pair. Again, a little more white than I would like on a sneaker, but I like the pair. But I didn't even bother looking for where I was going to be able to get them because I knew I wouldn't be able to get them. So I was like, you know what? Like, that's a great pair. I'd love to have it. Never going to be able to get them. Not even going to bother trying, right? Like, and I mean, for you guys, I know like Kobe's are your thing, right? So like, those are the ones that you're you're going after sort of thing. But for me, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm never going to get it. Just let it be. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. I know, like the Halo is kind of one of those... Like what Daryl was using is uh, the word he was using is like is an anomaly, right? So it's tough to say because the reactions are mixed right now. I, I want to say like the 1994 Kevin would have jumped all over that. Like back when I was, uh, you know, in high school, my younger days in high school, everyone wanted a white sneaker. Like if you could get a basketball shoe in all white, like that was that was like the sought after colorway. Now, not so much. Like you have all these crazy colorways all these materials all these things that they're doing with sneakers now like nobody wants an all-white i feel like people think that's boring but i see what they're doing with it i i understand the reason and the story behind it but we'll see i mean i i just hope that it's one of those things that allows people that really want the sneaker to get the sneaker and you know like just helps the kobe line just to continue to flourish so with that all being said, and I know we talked a lot about Kobe's and, and just like the sneakers and all that stuff too, but this resigning, Nike basketball, we've definitely seen a decline in just signature models in general. Like Kobe's line was one of those lines that was kind of packed in together with, you know, KD's, Kyrie's, just when they dropped special themed sneakers you know we talk about all-star sneakers we talk about christmas sneakers you know all that stuff nike basketball was known for having you know those special themes and things like that so do you think like this relaunch is gonna help to relaunch nike basketball in general for sneakers is that something that's a possibility like was that something that maybe nike had plans for do you think that there's going to be a, a you know gravitation to Nike basketball more because they're relaunching this Kobe signature line? I think it's tough to really gauge. I mean, I think on one hand, the fact that a lot of the Kobe's are low tops and, you know, that seems to be what a lot of people are trending towards preferring, whether it's on the court or just, you know, casually compared to like, you know, I think part of the reason why like LeBron retros have not been doing well is just because they're just, you know, bigger, bulkier, boxier mm-hmm. shoes, which are not really what people are looking to wear casually right now. So that yeah. crossover appeals tougher. Whereas I think with Kobe's, it's a low top sneaker. It's easy to slip on. You can wear it. They're, you know, really lightweight. I think they're well positioned. I think if they want to push sort of like that lifestyle angle, even though Kobe's are really more, more meant for performance. But, you know, I, I think it also just comes down to like who the other newer signature athletes are. You know, uh, I know like uh, Jaws had his whole controversy, obviously the, the, the whole last year though. So that that's kind of put a uh, wrench in things a little bit. Uh, and I know they're doing some stuff with uh, Booker coming up. 
but I, I think it is going to really be a combination. Like I think the Kobe stuff can help to a certain degree, but if they really want, I think Nike basketball to really be back to where it was again, I think it is also going to really take some current guys that really have that charisma, the the right shoes to to really push it to that level where it was, you know, back in like the early 2010s where it was sort of like the heyday. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of my thoughts. I definitely like what Katie's done in the past, like the Katie signature lines done in the past two years with the 14, the 15, and now this upcoming 16. So like the Katie lines starting to become a little bit relevant. Um, They're planning on doing some retro things with him, like Weatherman KD4s, KD3 Aunt Pearl. So they're doing a few things that. I think they got to go back and like do a lot of these different colorways that were popular back in the day, like just to bump things up again. Even putting um, Nike basketball back on Nike ID, Nike by you and everything like that, like have people make their own colorways and be readily available. Like whenever you want, whenever you have an idea, you should be able to make it. Like we were talking about earlier in the, in the episode and things like that. But I think having Kobe's back will do a little bit of like, oh, like, like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting something like new again, more like newer, but we'll, we'll definitely say like Jaden didn't have like such a, it seems like his, his shoe is not like, they're not putting out a whole lot of them. Like just from like what soul savvy is like told us like, or like, we can see how many numbers in certain stores like they're they're selling out quick, but I don't think the stock is there. I think they did that on purpose or or I think it was just the production. But we'll definitely see in the couple of years like how they fix Nike basketball. Like the LeBron 20 has been great. Like that's a great shoe. For the first time in a long time, I bought like four different colorways, five different colorways of a LeBron. So I haven't done that right, in yeah. years. years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The other thing is, I think it's just totally out of everybody's control is it could just be a cyclical kind of trend thing. Because like right now, dad shoes are are really in. New Balance has been really popular. I think if you ask people like, you know, seven, eight years ago, would you buy these shoes? Like a bunch of people at the time probably wouldn't because they were into a different style sneakers. So I think it could also just be a cyclical thing. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely hard to bring it back to, you know, Nike basketball to where it once was. Like, Rich, you brought up a good point, too. Like, Nike basketball, like, a lot of the ones that were kind of, like, really popular are considered, like, very bulky now. Like, people don't want high-cut sneakers. They don't want boxy shoes. They don't translate well to off-court wear, things like that. So we're getting a lot of these LeBron 7s, LeBron 8s, pairs that people, you know, would have spent thousands on and now even if you can get them they wouldn't wear them anyways because it just doesn't translate to off-court fashion as it is right now so yeah there is a fine line there for sure but hoping to see that maybe it more so to keep his legacy going like kobe has one of those signature lines that i can honestly say that most of the sneakers if not all of them are pretty much like hits you know what i mean like you can go through the LeBron line and I like Trev and I have discussed this before too. Like there's maybe not even a handful of LeBron sneakers that I would consider pairs that yep. are, are really nice. You know what I mean? Whereas the Kobe line, 
you can go through pretty much almost like all of them, I would say, for the most part, or at least like 80% of them. And, you know, the designs are there, the colorways are there, they're hits. So you want to keep that legacy in a high regard, in a sense, right? So hopefully they, you know, they bring it back and they do with the Kobe line, not, they don't want to do too much with it. They want to keep it so it's like not flooded. I think Daryl mentioned this earlier, like you don't really want to flood the market with them because, you know, you kind of, saturate things people maybe start to lose interest i think the the point here is you know vanessa obviously resigned because she wants to see people play in his husband's sneakers uh wants to see you know things that he did with the sneakers just to continue to flourish so hopefully that's more so the case with what they're doing right now so we'll definitely have to see i mean next week will be a good gauge and i'm glad we were able to get you guys on to discuss all this too because you know there's lots of speculation right like everybody's still speculating right now and until it actually happens we won't know but i think the direction that's going in right now is definitely a positive one and once we start seeing more of these colorways drop maybe the retros some of the protros or even some of these like new colorways like the reverse grinches and things like that come out then we'll then we'll be able to see yeah i'm excited to see some uh hopefully see people be able to get kobe's again and hopefully you know this is a this is a sign of things to come right like i mean you know we, we talked about it a bit you know we, we don't know what's coming you know we've got some ideas i've mentioned a few things but we haven't we don't know for sure but I hope this is a start, at least, that Kobe's aren't going to be, I don't want to say so sought after, but they're not going to be so hard to obtain for everyone, right? Like, they're going to be something that you see in a in a store, right? Maybe it's not the Grinch, but I mean, it's a Kobe, right? Like, you get kind of back to a time where, you know, you could just walk into a store and get a basketball player shoe that you really wanted, right? So, that's the hope, at least, for me. Yeah, I think a lot of the Kobe collectors we know, like, they're tired of, like, having to go through leaps and bounds just to get a pair, Mm -hmm. like, paying retail every release. Like, I just got the, this summer, the Kobe for um, Gigi and everything, and, like, I just put it off for so for a little bit of time just because I didn't want to pay resale or wanted to pay the least amount, but... I just did it. Like, I wasn't too excited about it. Like, I have them. Like, they're here. <laughs> I have them, but I have them. So, it's just, like, it gets so expensive, like, paying resale for everything. Yeah. And, like, it makes it, like, disheartening, like, as a Kobe collector, as a Kobe fan and things like that, like, to pay $400, $500, $600. I started buying Adidas more this past year just because of how easy it was and, like, to get them and, yep. like, getting them at discount prices and things sure. like that. I would love it if I could just go into a Nike outlet and see, hey, there's a 10 and a half in this this white and purple Kobe 8. Yeah, let's pick yeah. it up. Let's see how it feels on foot after all these years. Like, even though I already have the Kobe 8, like, let's just try it on, see how it looks. But I, I think, like, a lot of the Kobe collectors are, like, tired of how limited things are and like how difficult it is and hopefully like it does change like that can only be hopeful we don't know what numbers are going to be for next week but it sounds like they did put them in a few different stores and things like that and are going to give people a chance to get pairs and hopefully weed out the people that don't necessarily want them or we will find out next week but and then we're going to be going live on the 24th Kobe day and everything like that. So I'm going to yeah. hold on 
live on our Instagram and just like get people's thoughts and like what they like about today's release, like what what happened, like things like that. So, so no, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, honestly like you guys are the the people that I feel sorriest for, or most sorry <laughs> that I feel most sorry for when there's pairs coming out, right? Because like we're all sneakerheads, right? We all have passions within sneakers, but like you guys are so passionate about the Kobe line and the the hoops that you have to jump through to be able to get pairs, it just, it pains me, right? Because I mean, obviously, yes, there was a time where, you know, Kobe's were sitting on the shelf and yes, it's a different time. I get it, all that kind of stuff, right? But it shouldn't be this hard to get these shoes, right? Like, especially just like some of these pairs that are coming out weren't that sought after the first time, right? Like, I mean, just because Kobe's name is attached to it, you shouldn't have to be going through all this to get these pairs. You guys are truly the people I feel most sorry for when this stuff comes out. Like the Gigi pair you just talked about, Will, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, I know all those guys are going to want that pair and they're going to have to jump through hoops to be able to even get in the ballpark to try and obtain it, right? Yeah, yeah I'll be interested to tune into that live too because, yeah, like Trev said... Don't worry, I'm not going to be opening like anything... <laughs> With a knife? <laughs> With a sharp knife? <laughs> I thought Everybody was... kept asking him if it was a steak knife, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was was, that, what, Sorry, was the... that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a steak knife. Sorry, I think I said kitchen knife, but yeah, no, it was a steak knife. And I was just like, oh, Uh-oh, this can go really bad. And I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm definitely interested to hear that. Also, Trev mentioned too, your uh, 24 Days of Kobe. Love seeing what you guys are posting. Love that you guys are doing that too. Hopefully it's something that you know we can get a more movement on. I don't know. Do a lot of your Mamba Insurance company followers, uh, are they doing the same thing too, 24 Days of Kobe's? There's a few that are like posting, but they're not necessarily like tagging us or anything like that. Some people that tag us are like some people that sell Kobe's and things like that, which is fine by us. Like we don't mind that at all, like just to expand their reach. But yeah, there's, there's a few of the Kobe collectors like that are older, like our age and things like that. I get one guy every day, like I think he's a size 16. He's been tagging every day on my personal account and everything. And he, he's been, he's been rocking some stuff. Like he's got got a little collection going on. Like I think he wore a Kobe nine today and he tags me and everything like that. So it's been kind of cool to see everything. Rich has been pulling out some crazy stuff. Like you can see one of his pairs. I think he wore, you wore the Labrias today, right? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. So he hasn't put them in the box yet. So he's trying to Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, it's it's hard right now because I think unless you were one of those guys that was collecting Kobe's, you know, from back when they weren't, you know, really popping like they are now, it's hard to do a 24 days of Kobe, right? So hopefully with this new relaunch and, you know, these new pairs that are coming out, we'll have more people that are able to attain the Kobe's and they can join you guys in your new movement. So yes. this year, you know, maybe we're not, we aren't seeing as many people doing the same thing, but next year around this time i'm sure if what we're speculating is true we'll be able to get a lot more people on that movement too but love that you guys are doing that love the mom insurance companies stuff that you guys are posting too so if you guys aren't following that make sure you check that out but yeah let's see what will's got on the 24th for live no steak knives allowed <laughs> but uh yeah happy to, to chop it up with you guys about kobe's again as always yeah, yeah always- I, I do want to give a quick shout out. I think because the guys who started the 24 Days of Kobe, I think it was uh, the Sneak Show. Is that the account? Yeah. So I just yep. want to give them a quick shout out because we're, we're we're not the ones that originated it. So okay, no, yes. but yeah, I, I 
you guys were the first ones that I saw doing it. And yeah. rightfully so, because I know you guys got the pairs to actually do 24 days. And I think Will said he was going to do try to do 30 anyways, even though it was technically 24. So yeah. do it up, Will. <laughs> I actually clean like the like I've been putting them, making sure to put them back in the boxes. That way I don't see like 31 different pairs of sneakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like losing my head. <laughs> well, lose my hair because, like, <laughs> yeah. But no, definitely keep it up, man. We love the mom insurance company page and love just yeah. to see the growth of that too. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely, definitely appreciate that. We definitely appreciate you guys always like asking us like to be on these, and this is like our fourth time, like my fourth time. But like, it's been cool. Like the experience is always great. So. Happy to yeah. have you guys back on. It's always always a good conversation when we have you guys on. And shout out to Daryl too. I, I know Daryl had to drop off. Yeah. But uh yeah, shout out to Daryl too. And and to and to Mark. I know he couldn't yes. make it today. Yes. But yep. uh yeah, you guys are doing big things, man. Love it. Mark took everyone to the boardwalk today, so okay. he's lived best life before his kids live their best life for the next two weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. But yeah, as we said, we appreciate you guys jumping on, man. Always love having you on. It's always good conversations. And yeah, we, we had some Kobe news. We had some some decent Kobe news to discuss. So definitely love getting you guys back on here. Do we have any shout outs before we head out? And yeah. he's going to say, <laughs> he's gonna say uh, it. Anyway. Uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out to my to my wife because she's uh, she's been waiting. She hasn't uh, had, had dinner yet, so we're about to go get some food right after. Oh, shit. And then uh, also a shout out to the Savior. I know he's, uh, he's Will's biggest inspiration. I just want to always mention him at the end of these. Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> great people showing me the light and everything like that, always showing me the way to be. He's the epitome of what Kobe strove to be and everything like that. <laughs> One one of these times we'll we'll explain it. We will, <laughs> like, yeah, we you guys didn't mention it before. So, <laughs> well, I know Rich's wife is waiting yeah. for dinner, but uh, Trev, do you have any shoutouts? Your will shoutouts? I'll pass this week. My wife and everything like that. Um, she's she's the boys should be sleeping right now, so she she dealt with bedtime routines and things like that. So, and then shout out my guys through my other group chat and everything: Anton, Joe, Carlos, Ramel, Leo. AJ, all of them. We're going to see a few of the group this weekend. So, And then shout out like you guys always keeping us in the loop and like asking for us to be on here and things like that. So, and shout out your rich and everything like that. <laughs> we did. We I, did. One, I did specifically say, I was like, rich will is asking specifically for you to be on the podcast. Are you going to be on? Stood me up. <laughs> he stood you up. Now you should just be offended at this point, Will. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the third time in a row. Yeah, I'm like... he's, he's avoiding you, man. Take a hint, brother. You know? Like... <laughs> no. Awesome. Uh, Kev, you're good as well? or Yeah. You know what? Okay. One quick shout out, teachers. I know Will's a teacher, but kids are slowly getting back to school. So shout out to the teachers. You know, they don't get enough credit. But soon you'll have my monster back in class too. So <laughs> happy to have him back in school finally. But shout out to the teachers. That's all for me. Awesome. All right, boys. As we said, appreciate you jumping on. It was a lot of fun. Guys, as always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. And you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Rich, where can they find you? 
R-L underscore Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E. Will, where can they find you? I'm at DMX God on Instagram. Daryl had to jump, but you can find him at brother underscore D. And Mark is hyperdunks24 on Instagram. Awesome, guys. We appreciate you jumping on. As always, this is always fun. Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>